to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 35, Total Madness, Episode 6, entitled Love Will Tear Us Apart. Wowzers, what an anticipated episode. Folks, make sure that you're checking out Monday's episode of Reality Blows, where we talk generally about our lives and reality TV. As a matter of fact, last Monday, we talked about our trip to Oyster Bay, Long Island. Finally, Ashley and I got out of our quarantine cocoon and took a nice day trip. We talked all about that. Plus, we talked about our Survivor obsession. That's right. Ash and I are obsessed with the show Survivor right now, as if we needed that in our lives. (laughs) But we are. We've watched like two and a half seasons since last week. It's wild. And it's all about how uh, we watched this uh, television show, The Challenge, last week. There's a big cliffhanger on Jay. We're like, boy, we need more Jay. We went and watched all of Jay's season plus... Two and a half, one and a half more. <laughs> we watched all of Jay's season in about three, two to three days. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. So now we know all about Jay. So yeah. it makes this episode even more poignant. And also we have a Patreon uh, where you get two bonus episodes a month for $5. We're having a lot of fun over there. So go check it out. Yeah. And without further ado. And let me just mention, if you're interested on our, our thoughts on how the challenge uh, stacks up against Survivor. Last Monday's episode is a definitely an episode you want to check out because we are new to Survivor, but we are old school challenge fans. And to just see the psyche or listen to the psyche of at least a man, me, who kind of wrote off Survivor for 20 years and now is being sort of uh, exposed to this universe, um, I think it's an interesting listen. I think if you're a reality TV fan in general, you'll enjoy it. Um, okay, Ashley, without further ado... Let's kick it off. So basically, last week's episode ended on this huge cliffhanger where Rogan and Jay were in purgatory playing fireball. Rogan body slams Jay onto the ground and uses his head to get up, pushes down on his helmet. Every one of the challengers who's watching from the audience is like, oh my God, is his arm broken? He's wheezing. Look how his arm's sticking out like that. I, at home, I'm convinced his arm is broken. Me too. And I hate that. I, I hate hated it. that. And that's how that episode ended i spent all week being like damn jay's arm got broken that sucks but we also don't want spoilers so we weren't digging to see if his arm was actually broken we weren't looking up anything we just were like jay has completely won us over this season and then we saw him get tossed around like a rag doll like rogan said he was going to do yeah and rogan really just driving home that villain persona i mean he is in the front seat uh, yeah, I would agree. Now, are we going to start talking about how this, because I have some comments about that, about Rogan's villain's uh, persona. Are we going to just jump into this first Well, let part? me just get, I'll, I'll set it up and then you take it away. All right, let's Okay, do it. so basically this episode, so that was last week. We ended on a cliffhanger. This episode starts with TJ pulling up in a car and he's like talking about last week's episode. He's giving us a last week on. We see Jay versus Rogan in Fireball and then it just kind of keeps going and we're like, oh, we're in it. Yeah, we were definitely, uh, I like when we do a to be continued where you're just the action picks immediately up. um, Right away. That's what happens. I do want to mention that Guys, is anybody else getting major douche chills on how, like, I mean, I've mentioned it a bunch of times, but, like, the fact that TJ, like, rolled up in a car and you're like, whoa, he's so cool. Like, why have we reverted to this, like, like teenager sort of we love explosions for the sake of explosions. We like fast cars. And, like, is that what the challenge is now? They've decided that's the motif. It's for kind of, like, douchebags. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Like, I know the people who watch the challenge who listen to this podcast are not wowed by the fact that they're blowing up trucks and stuff. Like, that's not cool. That's cool to, like, a 13-year-old, but, like, not to the people who actually watch the challenge. I, I, I really want them to lose this extreme motif. Without losing the soundtrack, because they are doing a soundtrack that accompanies that sort of vibe. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling, rolling. I'm telling you, one an episode. One an episode, you get something from when I was 14 years old. I like it. (laughs) I got theories. Um, Okay, so basically we're in it. We're in purgatory. Jay is on the ground. I don't want to see this guy hurt, okay? Medic shows up. Nick and I are looking away from the television screen when this is happening with his arm all cocked out to the side. Uh, Basically, the medic says it's He's got the wind knocked out of him. Thank God. <sighs> Dear Lord. Producer's like, it's up to you if you want to play again. Jay's like, let's do it. Uh, it's Jay's second round. That was the first out of three that Jay's playing offense in Fireball. The yeah. first one, he gets knocked the hell out. So now it's time for the second one. He switches up his game. He's going to throw the ball this time. You got to take a shot. You know, um, it's the only way to do it is just to shoot it over Rogan's head and hope you make it. And uh, he takes a shot this first time and, and misses. And then for his third time, he takes a shot and he misses. Yes. So three times. First time he gets knocked out. Then the next two times he tries to shoot. Hey, He's thank out. God it's all over now. Oh, wait. No, it's not. Now Rogan has to go. Uh, Rogan. So they're kind of a producer is kind of like setting Jay up. And then Jay's like, can you explain the rules to me again? Yeah. And the producer is like, well, you stand here and he's got three turns and jay's like can you explain the rules to me again and what i thought in a brief second before everything became clear i thought jay was asking like surely there's a rule against him like throwing me around because he's out of you know i'm we're in completely different weight classes surely there's some sort of a rule there that's what i thought he was asking i thought that he was trying to clarify rules based on the fact that maybe Rogan had made a mistake or that he had found like a like a loophole like oh if I just like you know, you know if I just cover the, the hole with my hand yeah you know it, you know am I allowed to do that or if he doesn't get it in in a certain amount of time like him trying to find like a strategic way to get some points or at least to have Rogan not get some points But what actually was happening, Ashley, was the fact that he was knocked so silly that he forgot that he had gone three times. He only remembered two, and he couldn't make sense of the rules because he probably had a concussion. I'm sure he had a concussion. They're shining the light into his eyes like they do when people have a concussion, and then they say he needs a brain scan. Yeah, and it's not fun. He gives like a speech. He's he's disqualified from his season of Mm. of the challenge. Medically removed. Medically removed from the elimination. But you know what? Jay's classy. He gives a speech about how you know he'll be back and and everybody gives him a round of applause i do um and so that's it for jay this season go ahead i think it's important to note that tj says i am positive we will see you in the future you are awesome so um jay on his instagram uh posted a little something and i'll tell you this this jay now he has won me over and i don't think we're the only ones obviously you said tj here but here's what jay's uh post was after uh after i believe the incident aired dream Dream big fucking crazy dreams. Once you do that, make a one-way plan and don't stop till you accomplish them. You're able to achieve anything and don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. Never stop for anyone until you get exactly what you want in this world. Everything is attainable. 
So no matter how many times you get knocked down, stand up. Stare that motherfucking dream in the face and don't stop till you get it. And if they don't let you, there's always next time. DQ. Uh, See you soon, purgatory. Miss you already. And then uh, a kissy emoji. Now, positivity from Jay. Nothing out of the ordinary. Let me show you some of the comments that this got. Number one, Tory Deal. You're fucking incredible, dude. So much respect for you as a competitor. You're a stand-up guy. Challenge T911 posted something. That's one, that's one of my favorite accounts on Instagram. But they they uh, imagine being a rookie and having six episodes revolve around you. See you next season. Uh, Cara Maria, I'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon, sir. Wheel, she's not on the show. Uh, Jay wants says hopefully she'll be back next season. Jordan, well said, dog. Congrats on a great season. Anissa, we'll definitely be seeing that stellar smile and attitude on our screens again. Hopefully I'll be right next to you. Love you. Mark Long, proud of you, my man. What a heart. What a fighter. Paulie, great run, brother. Josh, proud of you, kid. I think this guy's my pick <laughs> for the number one comeback season ever on the challenge. Next season, he comes back with more strategy, maybe a little bit more muscle behind him, and different rules to this game. And I think we have somebody that's going to the finals. I'm telling you right now, that is Nick's pick for a final contender for season 36. I, you're, you're calling it right here. So, you know, Jay's beloved. And I, the fact that TJ said you're awesome made me realize these two have like would have a bromance in the outside world. Like I could see them BMX biking together. Jay and TJ feel like they're kind of, they could easily be buds. On the other hand, TJ looks at Rogan and says, I don't know what took you so long to come down here. Yeah. Congrats. You won. Yeah. Um, did he win? Did he win? There's no rules against what happened. He did win. They don't have like a rule where it's like, hey, by the way, when this happens, this is what kind of win you get. I think he won, but there's an asterisk next to it that says that his the person he was playing against got medically removed. Sure. I mean, when we see those asterisks somewhere, maybe I'll start saying that. But Rogan won this thing. I mean, that's just the way that this show goes. It's unfortunate. Uh, I feel like the fact uh, he is less of a villain, in my opinion, now that his arm, that uh, what's his name's arm isn't broken. Jay, Jay's yeah. So tell broken. me about your villain. That's, your... What, that's what I was basically going to say. I'm saying like when I saw him break his arm and then the fact like on his interviews, he's still like, oh, I, I'm going to uh, do this again to him and get back up and I'm going to kill him. And then like him on Instagram, like not being sorry about things. I was like, damn, this guy like killed a guy and he doesn't care. He didn't kill him. He knocked the wind out of his thing, and then he just kind of was a little dizzy. To me, that's less of a villain than somebody who, like, broke a man's bone and then still doesn't care. Like, guy got the wind knocked out of him. He got, you know, he's seeing stars a little bit. That's kind of the game. So I, I feel less of hatred towards Rogan than I did at the end of last week's episode. Same. Personally. Same. I, I did think that Rogan was maybe the scum of the earth after sure. the end of last week. Now he's just scum on <laughs> the earth. He's not the scum of the earth. He's just scum on the earth. That takes us back to the bunkers. Johnny is telling Rogan what he did from an audience perspective. Tori says, I feel bad. And then Kyle's like, don't feel bad. He's arrogant. He's arrogant. Talking about Jay. Um, is Kyle not the arrogant one? 
Kyle's kind of arrogant, but he also thinks that he sucks at this game. So I, I think Jay thinks that he's the best all around. That was probably grating on some people's nerves. Um, but to be honest, I don't think that, I think the whole thing is that Kyle's just an asshole. I didn't like this. Like yeah. the dude just no. got a concussion and got medically removed. How about you just don't talk shit about him for one night? I, just talk about, you know, Tori's like, I feel bad. You can all say, yeah, that looked pretty, like that was probably pretty pain, pretty painful. I can imagine that Jay uh, was getting on some people's nerves. I bet you he just was. You know what I mean? I, I He just seems like a guy that might get on your nerves. Well, I think everyone gets on everyone's nerves. Sure. I think that's the point of being locked in a house together. But Nick, during this scene, you pointed out that they're all wearing the same slippers. Yeah, it seems like they have like a series of gray and beige slippers that maybe they were um, all given in the bunker. And uh, I think it's probably because it's so cold to walk around on oh, those like uh, concrete floors. That makes sense. Get me them slippers, dog. Um, we get a, an interview from Tori at this point of the episode, and she says that she wants to go into elimination. This is a broken record with Tori and her interviews. Whenever Tori or Jordan pops up in an interview, there is a 90% chance they're going to say, I need to get a red skull, or Jordan is going to say, we got to get Tori a red skull. I mean, they're setting up Tori getting a red skull like, I, I don't... I, <sighs> I can't. Yeah. Is this because Tori wins? I don't know what is going and they on. Need to, they need to keep feeding into it until it starts becoming more of a, um, an on-camera storyline that they keep kind of having to cut back to these sort of interviews. I, I you got to maybe because this has this been show. happening since day one. Tori's got to get a red skull. Got to get Tori a red skull. Ashley and I are spoiler free when it comes to the challenge. I know there are some people out there that want spoilers and they want to know who gets in the finals or who wins, and it's possible with this show to actually find that out. Um, we don't do that. So all I do is kind of watch this show, thinking like, what here looks like an edit. Somebody getting an edit that is going to be in the finals. A winner's edit. A Who's winner's getting edit? a winner's edit? I think it's more of a finals edit with this show yeah. rather than a winner's edit. Because on a show like Survivor, you win based on the moves you make in the house. You can't win this show until you win the final. So the way that we're seeing Tori is either she's going to flame out huge on something where it's going to be a buildup to her getting her skull against somebody and she's going to get knocked out in a crazy episode or she's going to the finals. They are putting too much camera time on somebody that has nothing to do with the rest of the drama on the show. It's so weird. So it's, uh, you know, it's pretty much every episode, I would say five minutes has been dedicated to Tori and Jordan getting Tori, not Jordan, getting Tori a skull. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. I wonder if maybe because also what I'm seeing here is it's not just getting Tori a skull. It's Jordan having something to do with Tori getting a skull. hundred percent. Are we going to see Jordan fuck up? Maybe, time, maybe, you know, or make a move that wasn't good for Tori. And now we're seeing them butt heads on camera. That's very possible. There's something that is bubbling here. You're right. I mean, we're just getting too, it's getting too much camera time, this story, for it not to develop into something. Tori's story. Tori's story. That brings us to one of the main storylines of this episode. We see Jenna um, in the FaceTime room, and she's calling Zach, and Zach is not answering. And she says that he appears to be dodging her phone calls. Um, just a, a quick spoiler alert on this episode. 
I would say about 20 minutes of it was dedicated to a Jenna and Zach storyline. This was crazy a little bit to me. Another episode where I'm like, wow, this is kind of an interesting way to start the episode. So basically at this point of the episode, we just know that Zach is not picking up Jenna's phone calls and her spidey sense is telling her that something is wrong. That brings us to um, some of the guys in the activity room playing cards. We've got Bear, Johnny, Wes, and Josh. I wonder if Sarah Rice is watching this and she is like pissed that they get cards now because I have heard her talk on podcasts before talking about how boring it is and how like they took away their crossword puzzles and they weren't allowed to play games I could make it in a bunker with a pack of cards okay I'd be playing spades all day these guys are playing cards and within seconds Bear spills the beans about his bathroom rendezvous kiss with Kayla um to go back to the cards thing, and of course we're going to talk about this Baron Kayla deal. It's a huge part of this episode. Do you think they reinstated cards onto the challenge or allow them to have cards and maybe some games on the challenge based on the fact that they're not giving them as much booze as they normally mm, give them? Yeah, and or giving, sunlight. Or just giving them... <laughs> well, they've... Remember the poker table incident with Bear? They've yeah. had cards. Yeah. So I think what they're doing is like, we need to give them something to do that's not just drink themselves into blackouts. Yeah. Because we've had a couple of issues pop up when we do that. And we want, and it's, Camilla. A, it's a new day and age. Tony. So maybe if we give them playing cards, they may not just be staring into the bottom of a glass every episode. That's a very good idea. So that's I mean, point. It, it makes sense. I mean, uh, other than the Bear situation, I haven't seen any sort of cards thing happen that makes screen really. I mean, here and there, you see a little bit of it so it's it's definitely not yielding as many results as like a bottle of vodka does but still that's my theory on that but yes we uh now are jumping right into this bear and kayla saga and to be honest i have mixed feelings about this ash tell me why well let's talk about it and i'll pop in so this is one of the this is like the second storyline of this episode this episode was all about uh romance on the rocks is what i would say so bear's talking about kayla and then johnny breaks down what's going on in an interview he says persistence beats resistance a tiny trickle of a creek carved out the grand canyon <laughs> bear is the creek and kayla's the grand canyon i'll tell you man uh johnny's brilliant he's really the smartest guy isn't he, he i really like says. that he you know what i've never I, I can't believe i'm gonna say this but i've never heard persistence beats resistance and now that i've heard that i'm like that's my new mantra that's your new mantra. you're a johnny bananas fan now hey now I'm telling you, you are now that ashley's gone you're a johnny bananas fan. i'm a challenge fan so here's we get to see as you said we get like 20 we get 35 minutes of just romantic drama between um, Jenna and Zach and Kayla and Bear. What's going on? (laughs) I'm blanking on names. (laughs) They're all the same name to me. Um, The fact that we are seeing no real strategy on this game or we're not seeing anything that has anything to do with like the final or people making alliances. Um, is why this show is good. Okay. And I had this, I was as drawn into this episode as I am on any episode of a reality show, competition reality show, where there is like high stakes drama when it comes to um, winning something. Like, uh, you know, and, and, and this episode was the perfect, I think, if you wanted to show like, why would I be watching the challenge? I already watch you know, X, Y, and Z shows. Like, you know, I don't need the challenge in my life. All right, I like reality. I don't need it. The reality of 
the challenge is mixing the real world with road rules, okay? That's what the challenge is. This was that perfect thing. We had a, a quarter, a third of this episode was dedicated to real world, and then an hour of this episode was dedicated to road rules, and that's exactly <laughs> what you want because sometimes when they're sitting around the house too much and it's just about drama and they're getting drunk and they're fucking each other and whatever and screaming Too and much yelling, real world. It's too much real world. We only want about a half hour of real world, re- real world. <laughs> then bring us back in with some of the road rules. And that's what this made this episode great. And that's what makes this franchise great. I've been watching the people on this show for years. And so I understand the implications of Jenna and Zach having a fight over. I know as soon as I'm seeing that there something's bubbling here. Yeah. I know this is going to affect Jenna's game. Yeah. I know it. She can't have love on the rocks and also play a good challenge game. Okay. Kayla, I knew when she made out with bear last week that this is going to have implications on her game. She's fiery. She's not just going to let this blow off her shoulders. And, and she gets shaken and bear. I've only known bear for about a year or so now, but I know that bear is a scheming scumbag. <laughs> and I know that whatever he's doing is not going to go down. Good. It's yeah. just not gonna, he's like a liar. He's a cheat and he's a fuck boy. And he has pulled Kayla into his web of fuck boyness and so i'm watching all of this happen i know that this is going to build somewhere into our storyline but it doesn't really matter that much because i'm as enthralled by the romantic storylines here as i am with who's going to win today's elimination so this is what sets this show apart from other franchises okay this is why this competition show is heads and tails above the rest to a certain type of reality fan somebody who loves uh the drama of people sitting around a house and arguing or going to dinner and arguing or flipping tables, you can watch this show, but also get enthralled with the physical competition and the strategy. It might be the perfect show. It's a great show. And this episode is why I I realized I'm like, Oh shit, I've been enthralled about the challenge. I'm enthralled right now. And I looked at my clock and it was, you know, eight 30 Eastern time. Right. Um, and I'm like, damn, it's been a half hour of this show. And I know we got 90 minutes, but they haven't talked at all about the game. I know. And I'm just thinking about, it's interesting you said you've known all these people forever because I'm thinking about Kayla and her real world season with that guy. What was his name? With that um, douchebag guy who's basically like Jay if Jay was unlikable, right? Yeah. And then it's like Kayla's track record. It's like Corey. You know, I'm like, I'm feeling for Kayla. She just gets pulled she's, in. She's pulled into another <laughs> idiot. You know, um, and it's just like, fuck, Kayla, how'd you allow this to happen? And really, it was through goddamn persistence over whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Persistence beats resistance. It's almost me. It's almost, it, I mean, it's not almost. It's bad on on, on Bear's part. He's being evil the yeah, way that he's being. He is. You're, you're getting, people are inebriated. Yeah, you're he, isolated in a bunker. I mean, it's You're like, cut off from the world and a, someone is just like knocking you over the head with um, uh, he's advances. A, he's being a romantic psychological terrorist he's here. He's like Pepe Le Pew if it <laughs> was yeah, in that. Yes, yes, he is like Pepe Le Pew. Um, anyway, I just wanted to carve a little time out to just say this is why this show is good. Yeah, I appreciate that take. Um, cause I know some people are like, oh, come on. We don't need all this. We don't need this whole story, but no, you're right. The challenge Go is watch survivor. The challenge is real world meets road. Rules. If you want 42 minutes 
without commercials of people walking around being like, who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? That's amazing. I love that. Go watch Survivor. But if you want a little bit of who you're voting for and a lot of bit of like, you kissed that motherfucker? How'd you do? Why did you do that? You just ruined your three-year relationship. Then you watch the challenge, folks. Okay? You watch the challenge. So like like where where we left off was uh, Bear was talking to the guys about the Kayla relationship. Then we get an interview with Nelson. He's just like, Kayla, what are you doing? Then we get an interview with Kayla, and she's just upset. We see her in the bunk with Jenna and Nani. Um, we get a funny, you know, Kayla just seems kind of confused, a little upset. There are some shots here. She's wearing Bear's diamond ring. I know that because he's got a big blingy ring we've seen him wear in the past, and she was wearing it in the early shots. Um, but she just does seem truly razzled. Um, she doesn't seem like she knows what's where she's at, her head's at. She just seems like she wants to be left alone. We get a very funny sound clip from Jenna where she's worried that Kayla is going to end up homeless and single. Yeah, uh, that, I was like gr- that. that made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh too. I like that Jenna equates like homeless and single. They're kind of like both horrible, you know, <laughs> like they're like the same level of badness. Also like, no comedy there. I do not think she was trying to be funny. I don't think she was either. I <laughs> like enjoyed she's it. really fearful that Kayla will not have a home or a heart to go home to. Then we see Jenna calling Zach again. Um, or we see Jenna in the FaceTime room. Zach's not picking up. So Jenna calls her friend Nicole. And her friend Nicole is like, did you talk to Zach? He wants you to come home. Um, and then we basically, she explains that Zach went through her DMS on Instagram and saw things from two years ago when they were, when they weren't, were not together. Okay. Let's never forget that Zach did cheat on Zena and straight up ghosted her. And so there are periods of their, are we calling them Zena now? Did I say that? You said Zena, but that's a great name. There are periods of their relationship where they're not together, mainly because of Zach. He cheated on her. He ghosted her. Yeah. So during that maniac. time, Zach's a maniac. During that time, Jenna was having some conversations with some gentlemen on Instagram, and Zach has seen it, and now he's furious, and he will not be answering Jenna's phone calls. Uh, I mean, well, first things that popped in my mind here is like, who was it? I wonder if it was somebody on the show. It had to be. I, and I need to know. I need to know who that was. Do you want to know? I saw a rumor on Twitter. Yes. But it's just a rumor. It's I don't know if it's true. And there's no spoilers here. For there's anything. no spoilers. Yeah. I just saw a couple people talking about it. And who? I was like, I backed out of it quickly before anything got spoiled for me. Her ex-boyfriend, Jay. Corey. Corey. Mm-hmm. Well, I think people would just throw Corey's name around no matter what, <laughs> right? Well, people were saying like, why didn't MTV show that part? And then they were talking about Teen Mom. Like about how uh-huh. MTV is protecting Corey's image for Teen Mom. Yeah, he's got like 12 girlfriends. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, guys. So, like, don't come at don't us. Don't quote us. Don't quote <laughs> us. Allegedly, allegedly. But internet, I do, internet. when I saw that, I did think, yes, it's got to be someone in the bunker. Otherwise, why would Zach be like this? Why would he be acting this um, paranoid and bizarre? How old are these people? I want to know. I would say Jenna's probably 26 and Zach's God. probably 30. She's only 26. He's only 30. I mean, maybe I mean, she's I'd like 27, 28. But here's Johnny the thing. Johnny Bananas, what, how old is he? 38, 40? I have no idea. I don't know the ages of these folks, but I'm just saying like the idea. Okay. So I get it. Like when you're on a reality show, you give and you can't talk to the outside world, but you have to keep up stuff on your Twitter and you have to post about things. You give your password to a loved one and they kind of do your posts and yada, yada, yada. I get it. Here's what I don't really understand um, is Zach is upset with what he dug through and found of Jenna's. Okay. Correct. 
The idea that you would go to Jenna's best friend and tell her all these things and Jenna knows to ask her best friend like, oh yeah, like I'm sure you've talked to my boyfriend, Zach. Like, what is he saying about me? Like, me and you have been dating for a long time. Yeah. You know, we're engaged. Like if I went away, like, or if you went away, like, do you think I'd be like talking to one of your best friends about like how I feel about our relationship? And, no, like, that would be weird. Like if like, okay, you can't get in touch with me. So like you'll call your best friend and then be like, have you talked to him? Like, what is he saying about us? Like the, like as if they're roommates or as if they're like in high school. Like maybe it's a situation where like that Nicole is dating one of Zach's friends or something. And so it's like through the pipeline. That could be possible. That could be possible. They could be couple friend. We don't really know who this nicole person is i'll tell you who this nicole person is not jenna's cousin okay whose dad owns the bakery why are we not getting her on this facetime um so jenna basically says me being here is affecting his mental health i should go home then we go to a commercial and we come back we're still in it jenna is very upset very very upset she's crying she's walking through her hall through the hall, we see her give a deep, long hug to Anissa, who then gives us some commentary about their relationship, where she's basically like, it's toxic, y'all. Like, she doesn't say that exactly, but she says it. Sure. You know? It's just not good, especially not when good. they're on the show. It's yeah. not good. And then we see Jenna and talking to Nani, and, you know, she's saying that, like, she wants to stay, she thinks, and Nani doesn't want her to leave. And, I mean, this would just really fuck up Jenna's game. I mean, this would fuck up Nani's game. The Holy Trinity. It would be the Holy Trinity. Half, uh, Two-thirds of the Holy Trinity is having romantic meltdowns. This is Seriously. not good for us at home who want to see these three gals succeed. Then we're, we, we are taken to an outside shot, and we see D, D, Jenny, Big T, and Melissa. They're all talking about Jenna and Zach, and they think that Jenna is going to leave. Then we go back to the bunks, and we see Jenna talking to Tori and Jordan, and Tori saying, like, if, this was, if I was in your situation, I would leave, which I think is bullshit, Tori. I don't believe that. I think you were just saying that to get Jenna to leave. Yeah, absolutely. And then Jordan's like, I wouldn't. I would stay. And I was like, good for you, Jordan. Jordan for like being honest in this situation. Good for you, Jordan, for being honest in this situation. Bad for you, Jordan, to immediately go against what your fiance says yeah. and not talk <laughs> about it in a strategy way. Yeah, that is true. I mean, unless Jordan at this point has already thought of the idea, hey, let's just go up against her in the uh, in purgatory so you can get your skull, Tori. If that had already been sort of voiced in Jordan's head, mm-hmm. maybe that's what he was trying to do because quickly after that, that becomes sort of the party line and the Jordan Tory deal is like, let's keep her here so we can get that skull from her. We could squeeze her for a skull in the ring. I mean, without looking at my notes, you just went and straight to the next scene, which was a Tory interview where she's saying Jenna's not in a great headspace. I want that red skull. Yeah. Again, Tory talking about red skulls. I wish we had counted how many times Tory and Jordan talked about getting Tory a red skull in this episode because it has to be at least five, mm. which is crazy for one episode to have that many mentions of it in interviews. That takes us to the boys in the bunk bear is going to let johnny and wes decorate his bed to make it into a love nest for some reason johnny and wes are fully into this um they're doing like a queer eye spoof where wes is the manipulator and johnny is the pot stirrer and there's like a a fake intro to their their two fabulous two or whatever they call themselves and johnny's organizing things i like this because johnny is like nani go get me some go get me some grapes and nani is like it's like i'm like your little bitch and then she goes and gets grapes yeah. i'm loving nani i'm 
loving Nani this episode. I love Nani in the house. I have a lot to say about Nani in a little bit, but this is just a fun Nani moment. Um, so yeah, we get to see them, you know, decorating this room. And then Wes does something that, in my opinion, crosses the line. He goes to Kayla's bunk. He opens what appears to be a diary. He takes out two pictures of her and her boyfriend, Mikey P. You might know him um, from American Ninja Warrior or for being a fame hungry. He posts those two pictures above Bear's bed. And uh, I guess, I don't know. It's supposed to be funny. I, 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 I have an issue with him going into her diary. Yeah, you were pretty offended by this. I, I thought it was crossing the line as well. And you can really tell it was crossing the line based on how like the uh, the energy changed on the edit. Like it was really like a queer eye fun segment. And then all of a sudden when he went into and gra- when he went into her room in her bunk, in her diary, grabbed the pictures, they put it up on the ceiling. All of a sudden it felt evil. Like it was just yeah. kind of the, t- the tonal change. It took a turn. It was too far. Bear goes, he gets Kayla. He's like, Kayla, come here. I want to show you something. She's like, I don't want to feed into this. Kayla, come here. Um, Then they go in the room. All the cast members are standing around watching Bear show Kayla his bed. Bear seems genuinely sort of excited and giddy. And I I believe... Does Bear know those things are on the ceiling? I don't think he does. Because when Kayla looks up and leaves the room, Bear looks like genuinely shocked and like a little... He looks like he feels bad. I don't want to. I don't want to project feelings of remorse onto Bear because I'm not sure he's yeah, ever felt. It's them. unsure. <laughs> it's un- we're unsure in this household. But he does look like a little concerned or shocked, you know, because there's this fun moment. Kayla sits on the bed. Johnny's like, "What woman doesn't want grapes?" And then when they see these pictures, Kayla gets very upset. She leaves. Um, we get an interview from Wes saying, "Like, I don't feel bad for Kayla at all." Um, heartless Wes, and then we see Kayla in the cafeteria. She has a meltdown. She throws her food. She leaves. What was Bear's edit like last season on War of the Worlds 2? Um, let's think about it. He had a little tiny weird toe romance with Laurel. Um, that was two, right? Not one? Correct. I don't know. I don't know either. I have a feeling, I mean, I really think that that bear was like, I'm going to hack the system and immediately go in there and get myself a storyline so I can have something going throughout this entire show. He has done a bang up job of doing this. There's been a little piece of every episode, if not more than that, dedicated to bear and Kayla. And I think this is just reality. One Oh one pro shit. Find a fucking lane for yourself. When you get into a house, how much of this do you think he really likes Kayla? I think he does really like Kayla. I don't, I don't think, think he, I don't think much. he's in love with her. I don't think he cares that much. But you do bring up a point because his first season, there was a romance with Georgia. Yeah. Okay. And then we had the Laurel thing. Yeah. And then now we're having the Kayla thing. Yeah. Um, the Kayla thing is the most hardcore thing I've seen him. And it seems deliberate. I think Kayla is very attractive. I bet she's fun to be around. You know, I believe Bear would be uh, smitten with her. Now, when these guys are all sitting around playing cards, this is the most produced, like this is the most fake shit I've ever seen. Like literally, this is where they're all sitting around and 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 Bear's like, guys, gather around. So you guys know how I'm in love with Kayla, right? And we're all, and, and we're really trying, I really want to win her over. And then Johnny's like, yeah, I wonder what we could do to 
get her to uh, like you more, Bear. And Wes is like, yeah, let's figure something out. And they're all like looking at the camera. So they clearly grab the cameraman wink, over. Wink. And they're like, we're going to do a thing because we're bored. Yeah. Um. And so when this was happening, I was like, what is going on here? And then I realized that they were going to do this whole Queer Eye thing. But it just seems like when they're sitting around in this big fucking rec hall, uh, you know, they're bored and Bear's like, let's go do a Kayla scene. You know what I mean? And it's just like they go and he kind of gets his like little soldiers aligned and then they go create a Kayla scene. It, it feels manufactured more than any other romance I've ever seen on a show. And not by the show, but by a player on the show. Hmm, interesting. I don't know and if Kayla I is a feel pawn. that way. I do feel that Kayla's feelings are, are real. No, no, I, Kayla is a complete pawn in this yeah. game, on this bear game. And I think, you I know, think Johnny Barry, knows it's, all the guys know it's funny. I'm Probably everybody knows what's going on. I think Bear is, I, I do believe he's genuinely smitten. I don't think he's in love with her, but I think he's attracted to her. He likes being around her. Do you think he's more interested in a romance with her or getting a good storyline on this show? Mm. I, I think it's outweighed with storyline big time. Either way, Kayla has this meltdown in the cafeteria. She walks out. She's wearing a black sports bra and black leggings. I bring that up because when we return from commercial, she is now outside. It is made, it is edited in a way for us to believe that she has walked out of the activities room into the smoking outdoor patio area, but she's wearing a different outfit in this in this scene you don't think she just stopped in a room grabbed some clothes and then went outside i don't i don't i think that she might have stopped in a room put on a sweatshirt but i don't think she would change her pants and her shirt to do another scene outside i don't get it i think she would she's having a meltdown but then it cuts back to her and she's back in the black leggings and black sports bra mm, okay, she's I having this, that she's having this meltdown outside and she's saying like you're a fuck boy i ruined a relationship for someone that doesn't give a fuck about me bear is there with her by the way he's like no what's wrong it's i'm sorry she's like you you don't care about me like i can't believe i threw this relationship away i should have listened to everyone i want to know what this fight was really about because I don't think it was about these pictures. I think it was thrown in there to for storyline because of sure. the outfit so issue. So you think this was a different day? I think it was a different day. But Bear was wearing the same thing. Bear was wearing the same thing that he's wearing in the interview, which is an orange and red shirt. I'm not sure he's wearing the same thing that he was wearing at oh, the bed. okay. That brings us to Jordan and Tori sharing cereal. Gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. You don't share like um, soupy stuff, like milk, anything like that. You Would don't you do, do that. that for me? No. <laughs> They're like, this is love. This is love. Us sharing cereal. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's like sharing a toothbrush. Um, and then Jordan has another interview where he says, my number one goal is getting her that skull. Duh, we know. Then we see Zach and Jenna FaceTiming. Zach is barely looking into the camera. He says, you have not been forthcoming about who you are as a person. This is an attack on her personality on her as a individual this isn't about their relationship this is saying you deceived me you're bad to the core and this, you deceived me this is horrible this scene i mean when you zach you can tell like loses himself at one point and starts really talking like how he talks when he's not on camera with and then he's like oh, he realizes what's happening and then he's like i can't do this here i can't do this here and it's bad and you know he really does he just goes listen like this is how bad it is what i saw is so bad and he goes stop lying about every little thing in your life to me like didn't he have a quote like that something like that i mean he's basically attacking her whole personhood this isn't he's not saying like i saw these dms it made me uncomfortable he's saying you're a bad person i can't trust you you've lied to me about everything yeah it's bad news and uh to be quite honest um it j just seeing jenna on her heels here and on the defensive but in a sad way is just not 
not what I want to be seeing. I'm like, oh, it's over for her. She is not going to be on this show for much longer. I hate it. She says she's going to go. She says she's going to leave. Okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to come back. And he's like, okay, good. He's like, we can talk when you're back here. Like, basically, he's telling her to leave. And then she's like, I love you. I love you, Zach. Come on, I love you. Trying to say I love you before they hang up. But he won't say it. And then he says, yeah, that's how bad it yeah, is. Yeah, that's how bad it is. It's like, what was it? Okay, I'm out, Jenna says. Okay, I'm out. Then we see Nani, Kayla, and Jenna talking. Nani is like, do not go, okay? (sighs) I don't want Jenna to go. No. I don't want to see Jenna go out like this. Um, I I feel like Jenna has, this is Jenna's time to shine this season. I feel like she's in, she's, this is, I'm frustrated by all of this, and I don't want to see her leave. But at this point in the show, I'm thinking she's going to. Yeah. Then we see a Wes, Bailey, and Swaggy scene, and we learn that they have a friendship. Before entering the show, they go way back. They're from the same town or city or whatever. Kansas City. Yeah, they're buds. He's like, does anybody know that we're friends? And they're like, nah, nobody knows. And then Wes warns them about Jordan. He says, hey, just so you know, like, don't really trust Jordan. You're all pieces in his Monopoly game. The way that Wes says, like, I can't believe these fools have not caught caught on to the fact that we're from the same city and we're both, like, big reality show winners. Like, of course we're doing events together and yeah. stuff like that in Kansas City and making money. We've met. We're friends. So, once again, we have another episode where Wes is in a secret room with another player and talking about an alliance with somebody. He even says in his interview, he's like, God, he's like, they first of all, they these fucking idiots should know that even if I didn't know these people, I always make alliances with the rookies before yeah, the show. Like, true. It's like, don't you guys get it? So let's see here. We have Swaggy mm-hmm. and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have Johnny. Mm-hmm. We have D. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else has he revealed that he's got an alliance with? Well, when um, Kayla told Corey and Nelson they were going to vote in Johnny, Corey was like, we need to go talk to Wes about this. So he's working with Corey. <laughs> And possibly Nelson uh, by proxy. So, I mean, it, he's really done his classic, you know. And and as a matter of fact, this is a good time to bring this up. Ashley showed me that Wes has a Patreon now where for 25 bucks a month, you get to, he does uh, up, to the, up to the day recaps of the show, spoiler free. But uh, what's most intriguing about this is he will also post screenshots of his DMs that he has because he knows that he plays the game through DMs. And so if you want to know who he's DMing and trying to find out out who's in his alliance i mean go and check out his the weston bergman uh, patreon and he'll give you all of the lava as he's calling his tea lava and if you want to spend 125 or yeah, 150 he'll, he'll call you and talk to you about business for an hour <laughs> a month or something I, I don't know or 10 minutes a month uh, it's a lot of money for west but still um it's interesting he's he's opening up his playbook on his uh patreon and um to me, if I was not a person who dedicates too much time to reality TV, specifically the challenge already, I think that's a pretty good deal for 25 bucks a month. Nick, be honest. You said if I was a lonelier person, <laughs> I would sign I'm up honest. for this. Who knows? There might be another person out there who's not lonely who's doing this. But to be honest, it, it, it is intriguing as far as bonus material. But I'm curious based on the fact, is he going to sh- just now, if I go on his, his Patreon, are I going to get to see all of the DMs between him and Bailey and Swaggy and like, the lead up to working together, the strategy that they're going to talk about. I mean, this is this is uh, phenomenal content for you. But this scene uh, in particular just shows how wide of a swath this 
this man creates as far as his connections go before they get into the challenge house. It's, He's it, got a wide net. It's wild. That brings us to the daily. Welcome to your challenge, TJ says. I've heard some stuff going down in the bunkers, okay? Clearly producers are feeding TJ some information. He goes, I want to know, does anyone want to quit? Because do it right now. And Jenna's like looking all around. She's like, I know he's talking to me. This is so embo- this is so embarrassing. I hate this. And then TJ's like, does anyone want to quit? Anyone want to quit? And then Johnny says, there's no quitters here, TJ. Loved it. TJ always kind of button into the, the drama on the show. I want to see TJ just pop into the house and be like, get up. Bear, you're <laughs> fucking everything up. Move, move over on that side of the like. Just start policing the house a little bit. That's where I think this is heading. I would love for that to happen. TJ says that this, uh, this, this daily is going to be inspired by a movie franchise. It's called Fast and Furious. And that's when you looked at me, Nick, and you said, this is a step in the wrong direction for the challenge. <laughs> uh, you addressed that earlier in the pod yeah. with the explosive stuff. Oh, the Fast and the Furious? No way. I got to keep watching this show. Tokyo Drift? What? Cars? Uh, this is so lame to me. The Fast and the Furious. Did they sponsor the show? Yeah. What's going on? They say see, Fast and Furious so out? many times. We watch this thing on the Roku feed. So it's like the live feed on Roku. We don't get regular commercials. Were there a bunch of Fast and the Furious interstitials popping there in on this episode? There better have been. There better have been. Um, so then we see. So the, basically the way this works is there's a semi truck. Okay. And then two, uh, two challengers, um, a team of two, two teams of two challengers on each side are going to be kind of uh, um Grapple? What do you call that? Is it grappling when you're attached to a, a rope? Uh, it's uh, they're just uh, they're collecting puzzle pieces on the side of the they're truck. They're rappelling from rappelling. the from the top of the truck. They're basically hanging by a rope on on a side of a moving truck, and on that truck there are a bunch of puzzle pieces. Got to collect the puzzle pieces. The two people are connected by a wire to by the rope, so like one person has to go up if the other person needs to go low. Yada yada yada, and you have to collect all your pieces, get them up to the puzzle area, complete your puzzle before the horn goes off in a few minutes. And the whole point is that this is happening while this uh, truck is speeding because it's fast and it's furious. I'll tell you what right now. It is not speeding. This truck is going, I'm telling you, like, I don't know, 12 miles an hour. It is not speeding around. It does not look impressive when they pull away from this thing. They should have just done this on the side of a cliff. It would have been a more, like, here's another thing. The challenges being done, like, all of these War of the Worlds challenges are stripped of the a beautiful uh, scenery that you would get on like a cla- a more classic challenge season, maybe something closer to the season 20 where they're like on the side of a building or on the side of a mountain. I or personally like am happy they're no longer doing the hanging from a building things, but I did like, um, not you me. Know, I, I do like the, the like, Oh man, what episode, what season was it? Was it dirty 30 where Jenna and, um, they, they jumped out of that cave and then they swung into the, into the beautiful where they had to like collect like balls yeah, or hold and on to jump. balls and yeah. theo from real world was like i'm not doing this yeah that was like um invasion i think oh that was so cool that was using scenery yeah for sure. this like whole thing with the war of the worlds in this like industrial wasteland areas this is that total they're doing madness. stuff yeah but like this since the war of the worlds they've yeah. been doing this it's a war You're, there's like an, a barrel that's on fire over here and there's a <laughs> there's a military truck that we're all standing i'm done with this motif 
move us back to the beautiful areas. I, I, this was like boring to watch based on the fact that it's like they're in a desert on a black truck and they're swinging from a rope. And as cool as it might have been to be up there, I personally didn't feel the excitement of watching it. It did not translate to me. And to be honest, it seems like it was not or uh, engineered correctly because there were many people that looked like they could not get to some puzzle pieces and it looked like it was physically impossible based on how long the rope was. Yay, yay or nay? Okay, I'll say it right now. I enjoyed it. I liked the speeding element. You're making a great, a lot of great points, but I did like them hanging and speeding and it did feel sort of like exciting. It probably could have been more exciting um, if, I don't know. This was fine to me. This was fine. In a season that I feel like hasn't had that great of dailies, I felt like this one was the top ones that we've seen. This was better than the running one where they blow up stuff and we just get this wide view map of people running around like ants. The one saving grace here is they didn't um, uh, take an Acme uh a TNT box and press a thing down when I, and something 200 yards away explodes. I'm glad that we didn't have to get like some needless explosion here. Yeah. Um, and it was just like everything that they were doing had something to do with the game. But I mean, you know my feelings on it. It, it didn't pop for me. So since it's done in pairs, it's going to be done in um, boy-girl pairs. And since there are more ladies there than there are guys in the house, because last week was a guy's elimination, one guy is going to go twice. And the guy that is going to go twice is Jordan. And Jordan is pumped because he has two chances to win and he's got to get in there to get Tori a red skull. Then we get a little interview from Dee where she's like, I'm worried about Jordan winning because I know he has a vendetta against me because I didn't hand Tori a red skull. And we flash back to the Jenny situation um, that happened earlier in the season with Dee, Jenny, and Tori and Jordan. I'm going to go through this very quickly, this daily. I'm going to talk about the pairs one at a time, but only just to highlight things that happen. First up are D and Swaggy and Nani and Jordan. Basically, Nani and Jordan knock this out of the park. Bear says they're killing it. It's amazing. D and Swaggy seem to be doing okay. Jordan says he's having an absolute blast. Well, then we go to a commercial. When we come back, Casey, who I have forgotten is on the show, and I honestly know nothing about, just explains to us that this is inspired by the Fast and the Furious. And we're like, yeah, we know. Like, that is all the interviews. Casey gets one interview every week where she just reiterates something TJ has said about the challenge. She'll be like, in this challenge, we're on, we're in cold water. That was last week's, you know, and this week she's like, this challenge is inspired by the Fast and the Furious. Who is this person? I have no idea. Get off my TV. I, I feel like I like her. She's a good competitor. I don't know anything I about her. I don't know her. if I like her. How do you know you even like her? I don't I just, know. I just like her because she's made Tribunal a couple yeah, of times. okay. I think that's cool. Mm, okay. Um, but I don't know anything about her and I just am very confused. So then Jordan and Nani afterwards are having a conversation. Jordan's saying like Nani killed this challenge. And that's when I write down in my notebook, Nani is an obliger. Okay. <laughs> Nani is an obliger. And I am talking about the four tendencies, which is a self-help book by Gretchen Wilson. I think is her name. She wrote the happiness project. She talks about how people get things done. The four tendencies of how people accomplish their tasks. And I think Nani is an obliger, which means that basically when someone, she feels a responsibility towards someone, she shines. But when the responsibility is towards herself, she maybe doesn't push herself or go as hard as 
she would when she is with someone who expects a lot out of her. Because when Nani is paired up with Jordan or Johnny or anyone like that, I mean, she really, really performs well. When Nani's on her own, she loses to Ashley Mitchell. I mean, let's also remember, I mean, that's how her and um, Turbo, you know, was her was her spirit animal that season when they were paired up together. So, uh, yeah, uh, they, they are, um, she definitely seems to perform best when she has a strong figure behind her pushing her. Yeah, she's yeah. an obliger. So then we see Tori and Josh. They are our next um, couple with Big T and Kyle. I laughed out loud because before this interview, jo- before this, before they go up, Josh gives an interview where he's like, this girl has so much heart when she competes. That is like Josh. Like, I need a sound clip of all the time Josh says someone has heart. Like yeah, that is Josh heart. <laughs> Somebody's got heart. Super cut. Make it for us, please. As soon as I saw this, he's like, yo, I'm so happy to be paired up with Tori. She's got so much heart. I just looked over at Ashley and I just la- we both laughed and I was like, oh, f- I feel so bad for Tori. Yeah. And I just knew. I just knew something was going to happen. And was I right, Ash? Yeah, you yeah. were right. Yeah. Josh knocked off a puzzle piece immediately with <laughs> his dropped foot. dropped one immediately. Had no idea. The problem with this challenge is, it's not the problem, but w- what I found the most entertaining was when somebody drops a puzzle piece, like because some there's another team on the other side of the truck also completing the puzzle, they don't just blow a horn and stop the truck. Yeah. And if you don't realize you dropped a puzzle piece, you're just continuing <laughs> to do this death defying puzzle you're just hanging and you're just hanging there and you have to finish and then at the very end you realize oh i fucked up and that is exactly what happens here with tori and josh yeah they don't realize that he's dropped a puzzle they actually they seem to like like kill this challenge they get their puzzle done before the time is up but except for they're missing one piece and then tori is freaking out she's like we're missing a piece we're missing a piece like she's like screaming at like a producer a cameraman josh is saying in an interview i'm 100 percent sure i didn't drop one and then a producer comes on and they're like josh you dropped a piece uh, with your foot and, and josh <laughs> literally looks at the street and goes no 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 no, no. It was so incredible. He's like looking around. I mean, Josh is great. Yeah. Josh is television and I love it. Josh is wonderful. Kyle and Big T, they went with a different strategy than everybody else. Basically, the idea was that Big T was going to collect everything and then Kyle was going to put the puzzle together, I guess. I don't know. It didn't work for them. They did not. um, They didn't. They did not complete the puzzle. So that brings us to Maddie and Cora, Corey, Jenna and Fessy. Fessy is frustrated because he's like, I think Jenna is not going to give it her all because her mind is not into it i don't know what happened with these people i didn't write it down i guess they didn't complete it yeah they didn't they didn't that brings us to jenny and rogan and anisa and nelson anisa drops a piece during this Uh, and pretty pretty quick she drops a piece and she realizes she knows that she did yeah and nelson has a meltdown okay so i'm gonna call it a meltdown meltdown um What's going on here? Okay, let's let's quickly just paint the picture for the people that haven't seen the show. Nelson starts yelling at Anissa, you threw the challenge. Everyone wants to go against Jenna and you're trying to get a red skull. I mean, Nelson is going so hard on Anissa saying that she dropped this puzzle piece on purpose. When when they are off the truck and they are back with the other challengers, he's saying this. In their interview, they are fighting. Nelson is just saying everyone wants to go against Jenna, you know, out so that everyone can hear him, okay? And then he's just constantly saying that Anissa threw this challenge 
First off, I've got three main points to make. One is this doesn't make any sense. Anissa throwing this challenge doesn't make any sense for her strategically. If she wants to go against Jenna, her best bet is to win the challenge and get into the tribunal. I don't understand his point. Second point I want to make, this is a girls elimination week, okay? Nelson freaking out about this as if his neck is on the line when in fact it is not. And then the third point I want to make is what a whack season. What a whack play. What a whack game Nelson is bringing to this season. Every episode, he makes a mistake. I mean, it is crazy. Him, his his uh, yelling back and forth with Kayla during the deliberation. I mean, he is just fucking up at every turn. What is happening to Nelson? I think Nelson is trying to claw to be back on this franchise fully. And I think he thinks that the only way to do that is to win and be a competitor that gets a wins every and, and be the person that Nell that Nelly thinks that he is. Nelly thinks he's like a top a top three competitor in this show. He's known for eliminations. He's known for eliminations. No I mean, more Mr. Nice that. Guy. No more Mr. He's going to have to be a bad guy this season. So I, I think that it's a mixture of frustration and also being like, fuck, I'm not going to be a person who wins this episode. I need to be featured on this episode. So I'm going to create a stink. He's playing the reality TV game. Do you think he thinks Anissa really threw it? Because he's acting okay, like he does, so, but it doesn't make logical sense. So here's and the thing. And also, you better never make Anissa cry again, Nelson. Here's the thing, okay? I, while watching this, in no at this moment, in no way do I think that Nelson thinks that uh, Anissa threw it. I think he is trying to get himself a little TV time, okay? He's trying to get etch out a little something, okay? Couple things, though. Number one. Would they have shown this if there was not implications later? Maybe, maybe not. But there is a chance that the reason we're seeing this little bit and we're not seeing other people being frustrated or other people whispering and talking about this, that maybe, just maybe, this will have something to do later in this show when we see who actually goes in to purgatory. Just maybe, okay? I disagree because I think this is less of a foreshadowing about who goes into purgatory and more of a foreshadowing that Nelson is fucking up this season. Um, Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying that it's there. This is my thought process. Okay. Something else happens later in this show that makes me think that this might have been a thing that Anissa did. What? Uh, Anissa isn't like a non-gamer. She's a player. She knows what she's got to do. She's not not trying to win this show. You know what I mean? It and makes if, no if sense have... to throw this challenge. It makes no sense for her to. <sighs> Until, I mean, do I have to throw a spoiler into this for later in the episode? No, but you better write down what it is so that when we get to it, you bring it up. Because I need some explanation. Then let's move on. Let, let's just say, if to wrap up the Nelson portion of this, Nelson consistently makes himself look kind of silly and foolish on television every single week. I mean, we went to a commercial and then when we came back, they were still fighting. And Fessy says, newbie Fessy says, Nelson makes an ass out of himself every week. Next up is Melissa and uh, Bananas and Casey and Bear uh, both finished the puzzle. Then Bailey and Jordan and Kayla and Wes. Okay, so this is Jordan's second time going in there, right? This is his, he went with Nani, they knocked it 
it out of the park. So now it seems that it's your second time. You're going to be better at it than you were the first time, right? There's a learning curve the first time that takes you some time to figure out what you're doing. Now you should be able to jump in and do it better and stronger than before. Uh, before we get into Bailey and Jordan, I just want to say that Kayla and Wes seem to have like um, a maybe like a little bonding moment here. Wes says, I may have gone too far the other night, so I'm going to be very supportive And Ashley's like, may have gone too far? Like, she was up in arms by this. I just have an issue with diaries. You know what I mean? Like, don't ever go into someone's diary. Also, I would say maybe about five minutes prior to this moment, I looked at the clock and realized we are not going to get ourselves a purgatory this week. And I am like, wow, mm. an hour and a half episode, mm. and we're not getting a purgatory? We do not like in this home when, when it when it does, when it does at the end of an episode, uh, you do not get somebody eliminated from this show. I don't like it. I don't like when we start getting wonky cuts. So like, but this is, you know, I like to fill people in because last week there was something here as well where I'm I'm in, I'm watching how late we're getting to purgatory and I'm like, we're not going to get an elimination this week. So we got to get back on track here. I don't like when we start like starting episodes midway through a day. Yeah, hopefully this is just a little blip in the season right. and we'll get back to our right. format. You know, talking about the diary thing and talking about personal property i i do want to point out that kayla is her hands are not clean okay she did throw kaylee's personal property over the balcony in their scene which was either final reckoning or vendettas invasions maybe no kayla kaylee was not an invasions are you sure yeah i'm positive okay um i'm semi-positive because there was that leak of uh, British people that came in prior to all of the Brits coming in. Right. And I think, and that, was in in, that, first I think that was in Vendettas. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, but basically, you know, Kayla has put her hands on people's personal belongings before. So I don't think I, I'm not saying she's an angel. I'm just saying no one should have touched her freaking diary. Okay. There's a difference between destroying somebody's personal property and like looking at at people's secrets and and stuff like that i mean it might be equal but it is a different thing yeah so basically back to this episode um jordan and bailey they're having trouble on this truck um it appears that bailey forgets a couple of pieces um they can't put the puzzle together jordan is saying he's playing the puzzle from the other side it's not the same puzzle and so because of that fact it's different and he's having trouble with it. We see Jordan tell Bailey a couple of times, no, that's not right. And take a puzzle piece off. They're not communicating. Bailey steps to the side to let Jordan finish the puzzle. Um, and then they don't, they don't complete the puzzle. And the time is up. And Bailey is convinced that Jordan threw it. They have a stressful interview scene after this competition where the two of them are kind of going head to head bailey saying you threw it we all know what's going on and jordan saying i never throw anything i don't think that jordan played this game to win i think that uh, he 100 did something to throw this now if it happened to be bailey the one it just happenstance bailey fucked up and didn't grab a piece and had to go back down sure but i agree with bailey that something was up in the air uh with this i i I think it may have something to do with having nani in his pocket more than bailey and maybe knowing that bailey has a little something to do with Wes. so i i'm i'm on bailey's side here not 100 percent because bailey could have still pulled this out she did screw up and miss that puzzle piece but I'm actually with Bailey in that there was probably some shenanigans. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jordan is a player. Jordan is not 
Jordan is not not playing this game right now, okay? And the idea of going there and killing it both times, of course, the fact that he went in there twice and he's got Tory and the whole, I'm getting, there is some strategy that is being played here. And the idea of just being like, oh, it'll be up in the air who I play better more, play a best with, you know what I mean? It might be Bailey, it might be, there are implications here to what he's doing. And if he were to just be like, I don't care, I'm just gonna try my hardest both times. That's stupid and Jordan isn't stupid. I agree with you. I don't think Jordan's hands are clean in this situation. Bailey did forget some puzzle pieces, but uh, I'll say the waters are murky when it comes to Jordan's absolutely, intentions. Absolutely. Um, TJ says, he. The, the, by the way, the daily's over. They're all standing on their little bleacher risers things looking at TJ, and he says, you all look like you were part of the Fast and the Furious up there. Uh, Again, with the name dropping of the go. franchise. He said, one team won, came down to eight seconds. Jordan and Nani, you won! And then they're very excited. TJ says, pick a third player without without talking to Jordan. At least that's how it was edited. Nani's just like, I'm going to pick my girl, Jenna. Really? It, it was like, wow, no deliberation at all. But, at all. but here's the thing. I think maybe they smoked them harder than a lot of, and they knew. They, they had won already and they talked had already about talked it. about it. Yep. Jordan, uh, Jenna comes down. Because you don't see Jordan wince. Like, he doesn't make a move. When right. she picks, like, you know. Because you would think, now, you would think, Tori, right? Right. Give Tori some power. Mm-hmm. Tori wants to get in there. I bet you Nani does not want to get in there for that skull yet. Yeah. She wants to hang around a little bit more. She doesn't want to do it this soon. Tori, as we talked about all episode, and they, they've been talking about all season, wants the power, wants to get in there. I cannot believe that Tori was not picked, and I cannot believe that Jenna is picked here. Okay? What now, they... What they say. Yeah, go ahead. what I was about to say has something yeah. to do with the spoiler thing that I wrote down, okay? Okay. I want to just say what, what they... Th- go ahead. Okay, so Jordan says, you know, with this tribunal, the ultimate goal is to get Tori a red skull. So that hint that hints at something going on. And then Nani says, I need... I picked Jenna because I need her to go in there and either win and feel like she has a reason to be here or go home to her bullshit life with Zach. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. I, through this entire episode, was like thinking that if Jenna, the buildup of Jenna going home, and if it was going to go home in a purgatory sense, because I don't think she's going to quit, because I feel like she doesn't want to be a quitter on this show, you know? She even so, ate that nasty food in her first season. Exactly. So I feel as though she's going to have to either quit, you know, kind of like uh, almost commit you know, you know, challenge suicide by just going in against somebody who could beat her and being like knowing that and leaving. I really thought that was going to be a house vote. I did not think this was going to go down with Jenna in a purgatory I, or in a tribunal. I really didn't. The fact that she was pulled in as the tribunal, I'm like, wait a minute. So we're giving Jenna the power here? Because I figure what was going to go on was Jenna was going to be a house vote and that everybody's going to politic and be like, listen, we got to throw Jenna in. She wants to go in. It's an easy vote. She won't be upset with you. And then whoever was in tribunal gets to now make the decision. Mm. But now that they have to campaign to be thrown in against Jenna mm. seems crazy. I agree. Because now you got a million people politicking. you got Tory politicking. Now, I think Anissa may have known this. And I think Anissa may have heard that Jenna was going to be put in a tribunal since she went so late and she was like, there's nobody going to beat Jenna and no one's going to beat Nani and Jordan's time here. And that she kind of knows, she knows what's going on in the house. She's asking around and she's like, oh, okay, they're going to bring in 
uh, Jenna to the tribunal, which and their Jenna's going to jump in because she kind of wants to go home. And who does Jenna think? And maybe Jenna doesn't want to go home. Maybe she wants to earn a red skull. Who does she think that she might be able to beat in this house? Anissa. And that Anissa is an easier vote because as you see how the votes have gone down, it has not been let's vote a strong player in. It's been let's vote somebody we think we can beat in here. So I think Anissa might have been playing the game that she might be the person that if Jenna wants to prove herself that she wants to get a red skull, that Jenna thinks that she could beat Anissa in the, in the deal. So I don't know. That's a lot of maybe lot. my could be Anissa thinking this, Anissa thinking that. Still, though, I, the idea that Jenna was not going to be the house vote. I do find that odd. That's odd. It's odd. I mean, if you take Anissa out of this, I mean, that's my theory. I, it's, it's a loose theory, but it's it, it's a possibility. And maybe Nelson saw this happening, and that's why he was freaking out. Okay. The real question here is why is Tori, why is Tori, why isn't Tori yeah. in this tribunal? It, that is the weirdest part, because I would assume Jordan looked at Nani and said, listen, I'll throw it with Bailey if you promise to put Tori in the tribunal with us. And quite honestly, there is 100% of a chance. I mean, maybe Nani, they'd have to battle it out with Nani in some other universe where Nani actually wants to go in. I don't buy it. I think Nana wants, Nani wants to coast to the end and get her skull. There's So to me, there is such a percentage of a chance that if Tori was in tribunal, she would have a chance to go in. Yeah. And she is leaving it up to 20 people to vote her in yeah. who don't want her to get a skull because she is a threat at the end of this. It's weird. They fucking blew it unless something else is going on here. I agree. And that's the episode, is it not, Ash? It is. So that is our episode for the week. Uh, honestly, a good show. I really would like to have seen a real elimination. I know they're going to try and say, or no one's going to try and say, but they're thinking, okay, Jay was eliminated, so you got your elimination, but that's not what we want. We want to see a real battle. That's disappointing. But other other than that, this was a very good episode. So thank you for listening. Do us a favor. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Write a little nice review. We really, really appreciate it. It helps this podcast out immensely, and we thank you for it. Also, you can follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, at Reality Blows Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Reality Blows Pod. You can find me on Instagram, at Nick Maritato, M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. You can find Ashley on Twitter, at Ashley B. Roberts. And if you want to email us anything, some concerns, comments, recommendations, you can do that by finding our Gmail, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, may TJ come into this house one day and smack some of these losers around and separate Bear and Kayla. And may you also be a part of the movie franchise, The Fast and the Furious. Vroom, vroom, explosion. Goodbye. Bye.